Hi, I'm Alex, and I am super duper. You are totally. I oh totally agree with this. He's, he's Absolutely. Keep and wait, who are the rest of you? <laughs> well, this is your show today. Oh, okay. Totally. This is the Super Alex show. We're just Ooh, here finally. for support. <laughs> the control and power. And then we will dominate the conversation. Right, my Doc? Veins. Absolutely. Right, this is what they do. Like, they sets me up and then interrupts me the whole time. Failure is imminent. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right, so I am the junkie again. You can be the junkie, then that makes me natural. Naturally ninja. The natural uh, ninja doctor. You, yes, ninja right. doctor. That's Dr. Dennis and... Good news, everyone. What? We have a new channel called the Supernatural Junkies on Rumble. That's amazing. What? How do they find us on Rumble? Well, first of all, instead of searching for videos, search for channels. Look up Supernatural Junkies, and there we are. That's awesome. You guys got to check it out. God bless you guys. Still wagon, and of course, if you're a chiropractor, a lot of us know the Still wagon family comes from a little bit of a famous family, and uh, also uh, that you know chiropractors. A lot of people don't know this, but chiropractors are one of the only professions that actually acknowledge that there was a higher power that made the body, and it's something to be proud of as chiropractors. Amen. That's, that's right. And so the other thing is, is that we believe the body is more intelligent than than we are. We're not Absolutely. always trying to overrule everything. And so this is a, a thing you can know about your chiropractor that's a little different from you see other doctors that are out there. Uh, the other thing that happens with chiropractic is you actually get a little exposure to vaccines and they, they don't always talk about them in a positive light. Uh, so there can be a pretty, pretty good uh, expose on why in the world are we even vaccinating people. There's just... We're going to see a lot of that pops in. So uh, Dr. Kevin um, honestly has had such a history of the vaccine. You'll see he's going to get to really be an expert on vaccines today. Really vaccines before COVID had in. Right. And uh, so and also I know, Kevin, you've never received any vaccines yourself. That's right. Uh, my myself nor my brothers. We were totally raised vaccine free, which was uh, which was wonderful. And we all had a, a beautiful, healthy childhood. And I raised my daughter the same way yeah. uh, here in Florida. She's uh, 26 years old now, and uh, I was able to get her into the public school system without uh, vaccinating, even yeah. though it's supposedly required. Right. But we do have religious exemption right. here in the state of Florida. There are a few states that don't, and uh, that's, that's what really got me on this bandwagon of medical freedom. Uh, years and years ago. Wow. I wrote that book in 1984 called The Silent Killers. And at that time, there were, uh, there were two, uh, two states that did not have uh, a religious exemption at that time. West Virginia was one. They never, wow. they never had a religious exemption. And the other one was uh, Mississippi. Wow. And they gave up their right to a religious exemption in the year 1979 and so i wrote the book in 1984 and i was warning people at that time hmm. that we do not want to give away our our freedom our yeah. medical freedom because that's going to put us down a very dangerous road and since that time we've had a few other states that have given up their rights to a religious exemption uh, california gave theirs up in 2015 New York and Maine gave theirs up in oh, wow. 2019, mm. and the last one to do it was Connecticut, and they just did it last year. Wow. So you can see, you know, this history. In our family, it's a little bit the same thing, that we go back to Revelations 13, 15, uh, 16, 17, 18, that when you think about this cause that was going to come in the world that they were going to need access to your body for, 
the most logical explanation has been a pandemic. It's, it's as long as I can remember. So we kind of come from that heritage. Right, exactly. Now, the other thing, Dr. Kevin, uh, you'll see he's got a little bit of dual interest. So he has this famous father. He did become a chiropractor to uh, keep his father's goodwill. He yeah. can get to comment on that in a second. <laughs> but then he also has this secondary love of being a pilot. He right. loves to fly things. And it's like he flew here today, but he was in a car. That, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I like to go fast, man. I'm a jet pilot. So, uh, you know, slow me down if I get going too fast here. But, yeah, I've, I've always wanted to be a pilot ever since I was a kid. So uh, I started taking flying lessons when I was 15 years old. And uh, at that time, my father was also interested in, in aviation, you know, just getting a, a private pilot's license. And so we actually learned how to fly together. Wow. And there was a, a very serious bonding, you know, father-son bond there that happened. And um, we get, actually got our uh, commercial ratings on the same day and wow. our instrument ratings and also our multi-engine ratings on wow. the very same day. So we, we had a you know, a time to bond together and, and do this. So he knew that I really wanted to be a pilot and right. uh, he wanted me to be a chiropractor. And so I did both. Yep. And I went, when I was going to chiropractic college, I was actually uh, teaching other people how to fly at the, uh, the Moline airport wow. out there near Davenport, Iowa, where Palmer College is. And, um, and I've always stuck with aviation just as a, a hobby or a sideline. Side and when I got out practicing, I slowly found myself hanging out at the airport uh, a lot more than I should have been in the office. <laughs> and it was just a, a natural thing for me to drift into aviation because it was, it was a joy for me. I just absolutely love doing it. And so, so you didn't start your practice in the airport. I, I don't know if you guys have been <laughs> seeing these things in the airport. You're like, wow. I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You do. You're like, wow, I guess you could have been there every day. Yeah. I, I probably could have done both. I probably could have been adjusting people actually in my, in my uh, pilot uniform. <laughs> <laughs> so I did both for a while and uh, it, it just got to be too hard uh, to do both. It was a t uh, too tough of a tough of a schedule. And so, I, I decided to uh, uh, drop the full-time chiropractic and moved into full-time uh, being an airline pilot. Well, and you know, um, of course, he loves to fly, and then COVID hit, and tell us what happened there. Well, you know, I, I could see right away that, that, that this was going to be uh, a major problem uh, with the way the fear tactic was being spread all over uh, major media. And uh, I could see that they were showing images of people uh, in China that were just dropping dead and all of these people wearing masks and hazmat uniforms. And I'm thinking, well, that's not necessary. This is a coronavirus. This is a, this is a, a virus that's in the same family as a cold virus and people should not be that afraid of this thing. And so I could just see the fear spreading uh, rapidly and I, I got into some major discussions with my uh, chief pilots uh, because I could see that they were headed down the road of, of putting masks on passengers and I said you don't want to be doing this because a, a mask is actually a medical device and it's restricting the oxygen flow in, in our passengers and I said, you're going to be putting these things on to people that should not be wearing them, like people with COPD, people with emphysema, people that might have a psychological condition where they feel claustrophobic and, and trapped. You don't mm. want to be putting masks on people like that. And you're just telling people that everybody has to put this thing on to get on the aircraft. That's not a good thing. And I said, plus... The altitude in, a, in an aircraft when you're traveling long distances, you're at a high altitude. And the actual uh, cabin altitude of the aircraft can be anywhere from five to 8,000 feet, depending upon how old the air, airplane is. You know, it's a pressurized cabin, so they have to keep that pressure inside the fuselage. That's, that's what allows you to just breathe normally without having any supplemental oxygen. And so as the airplanes get older, they tend to get a little bit leaky. And so some of these airplanes are... Dr. Dennis is feeling better about his body as we speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, 
yeah, it's like standing on top of a high mountain. And so, mm. what are you, what are you doing? You're 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 putting a hypoxic, which is lack of oxygen. Mm-hmm. You're putting a hypoxic condition on top of a <laughs> hypoxic condition. That's not a good idea. And I said, then you're going to start wanting to put masks on pilots and flight attendants. And there's never been any safe safety studies done on this. Never. And again, it's a medical device. I don't think it's a good idea. So how do you, how did that conversation go? What do you think, Dennis? You think this went uh, well for him? <laughs> I think they probably blackballed him or something. Well, here's what happened. Um, I, I raised such a ruckus that I got a, a call from uh, two chief pilots when I was on one of my favorite layovers in, in Boston, Massachusetts. I had just gotten back from a long jog there along the, along the, uh, the river there, and uh, they said, well, you absolutely are going to have to wear that mask as part of your uniform. And uh, I explained to them all of the medical reasons why I would not do it and how it does not stop the spread of any airborne illness mm-hmm. and how it could actually be harming uh, passengers and also crew members, and I'm, I'm not going to do it. And their response to me was very interesting. They said, well, uh, we know that you have some medical background, and we actually uh, believe everything that you've said. However, uh, the corporation has decided from upper level that uh, all of the traveling public, all of our customers would feel more comfortable if they saw all of our employees wearing the same mask as part of their uniform. Gosh. And it's going to be an optics thing. Yes. See, and I said, well, I'm not going to have any part of that. And <laughs> he said, well, then you can't work here anymore. And right. I said, all right, well, I'm dropping all of my trips right now. I am officially on my last trip. And I'm putting myself on unpaid leave until the early retirement program is starting. And so they did have an early retirement program, and th- hmm. this is a mistake that, that most of the airlines made. They overreacted to this, uh, this COVID nonsense. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we flew airplanes around that were practically empty for a very, very long time, and that just bleeds the airlines out of their, uh, out of their money mm-hmm. and starts to put them into negative territory. They're losing money like crazy. And so they, they said, well, we got to plug the hole here. So how do they do that? Well... They take the top end, most experienced pilots like myself. I only had, you know, three years left before I had to retire. And I'm on the top end of the pay scale. So they offer all of those well uh, experienced pilots an early retirement so that we say bye bye. And then they have less, uh, you know, experienced pilots that don't cost as much to keep them employed or pay them. And so that's one way they do it. And then another way they do it is they uh, park a lot of airplanes in the desert and cut their schedule. And so that's, that's how they plug the hole. Hmm. And then what happened was the, uh, the, the traveling public came back robustly. Mm-hmm. They didn't expect that. They didn't expect people to get over their fear as quickly as they did. And the airplanes were filling up. And so now they're a little behind the eight ball, and they can't, they can't keep up with the demand because they're understaffed. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And so what they do is they incentivize pilots and flight attendants. They pay them extra money, a lot of extra money, to come in and work on their days off. So you see, the, the airline industry is different than, than most uh, other you know, industries out there. Pilots and flight attendants can work literally as hard as they want, or as little as they want. Oh, well. And so they'll, they'll incentivize these guys and ladies to come in and work on their days off. But the problem is there are rules. There are hard FAA rules on how many hours a pilot can fly in a calendar month and also in a calendar year. And so what happens is they run up against those brick walls where they're just basically out of time. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you'll see in airports sometimes if you're a frequent flyer, You'll be walking through the airport, uh, and it's towards the end of the month, and the weather's good, and you look up at the board, and you see all of these flights that are being canceled. They're just dropping. And the reason is because they've run out of crew members. Oh, gosh. They, they, can't, they can't support that anymore. Wow. And so another problem is um, these pilots that were forced to get the jab, mm-hmm. now guess what's happening? They're getting they're, sick. They're starting to, they're starting to get sick. Mm-hmm. They've set themselves up to get 
repeated infections of uh, the COVID symptoms. And so mm-hmm. that's happening. And then also we're getting adverse reactions right. that are oh, showing yeah. up. And we, we can talk about the real physiology of why that's happening. But the fact of the matter is it is happening. And that is reducing the workforce as well. And then there's another thing that's happening. And this one is the one that really gets my goat. Some of these airlines, and it's not just airlines, it's all industries out there. They're still forcing people to get these tests where they're sticking a swab up your nose. Yeah. Right. And they're and they're looking for nucleotides that are that are associated with this virus that's floating around. Well, I got news for you. We all breathe about 100 million various viruses every single day, whether we're wearing a mask or not. And guess what? They get stuck in your snot. And mm-hmm. that's the way God designed the body. Yeah. That mucosal layer is in there as a protective layer. And it's got cilia in there, little tiny hairs that constantly sweep that particle back towards the mouth and nose so that mm-hmm. they can be coughed, sneezed, or spit out into a tissue that could be thrown away. Mm. Not to a rag that's strapped to your face all day so Ugh. that you can rebreathe that stuff. Absolutely. And so the point I'm trying to make here is if you look for those particles there, you will find them there. And that does not mean you are sick, doesn't mean you're going to get sick. Yep. And so what do they tell these people? Oh, you're COVID positive. Yeah. You're a threat to the other employees, so you got to be quarantined now. We're mm-hmm. going to send you home. Mm-hmm. And they did it for what, 14 days at first, and then they cut it back to 10 days. And what oh, is it now? Five, I think, it, right? It's probably five days. But if you're an employer, and you're forced to do ridiculous things like that, that really affects your bottom line, Absolutely. right? You can't, you can't sustain yourself like that. And so then the government will come in and say, okay, all right, well, we're going we're gonna to bail you out. Yeah, okay? you got to love that, right? And so now that's how the government and whatever's going on here, because it's, it's more than just our federal government. It's worldwide. Oh, absolutely. They're trying to destroy economies all over the world so that they can get one world government. Amen to that. One, yep. one world government currency mm-hmm. and that's how they're going to be able to control everybody and when you think about how important the airline is to the supremacy of america i mean just business i mean if the airlines are not working business is not working that's right and you mm-hmm. can see it's a clog point for everything in our whole society i mean everybody has noticed you can't get anywhere all these flights are canceled right there's people sitting on i mean airplanes sitting on the ground and can't get off so this certainly explains a lot um, one more thing I wanted to tell you about Kevin is Kevin also is kind of famous on the internet for uh, standing up at one of the board county commissioner meetings in Central Florida. Uh, Kevin, I want you to tell us a little bit about that because, of course, we've all watched that. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Well, you know when I when I finally got let loose from from the airline and now I'm officially retired, um, I started to speak out at school board meetings. Because I, I could see where, where, this, where this was headed. And I could see that not only are they going to mandate masks, but they're going to probably try to mandate shots as well. Yes. And so I wanted to speak out on that right away. And then a friend of mine called me and said, you know, you can do that same thing at, at city council meetings. Why don't you meet me here and we're going to go talk to the, to the mayor of Orlando. Because he, before he starts every meeting, he gives everybody that wants to talk about anything they want to, two to three minutes to speak their mind. And so I spoke my mind and I called him out on the carpet and I told him directly to his face and I made him look at me when I said it. And I told him that you're in violation of the United States Constitution and the Nuremberg Code and you are going to be held accountable. That's right. Awesome. Well, how was that response? Well, he uh, he looked down and uh, didn't have a response to it at all. He called for the next speaker. Well, of course, a lot of people got a chance to watch that. Right. Um, I'm not sure if we played that on one of our episodes, but um, I remember referencing it several <laughs> several times because, you know, we, we needed to stand up. We could see right away. I know Dr. Dennis and I, as soon as this thing broke out, 
I mean, by January and February, we were saying, um, yeah, there's going to come out with a vaccine. It's going to be negative. I mean, I especially, we were having fun saying in Europe, you could see all the stuff in Europe saying that, you know, the vaccine was coming out, but it wouldn't be mandatory and how that that was a conspiracy theory. Right. And literally two weeks later, it was mandated yep. all over Europe. Right. And the people, maybe some of the largest protests we've ever seen in the world that were never covered all across Europe for people that are standing up, mm-hmm. you know, for their rights to to have access to their own bodies. So, you know, this was something you could see, you know, <laughs> you experienced it with the airline and now you can see that they're going after our kids. They're trying to shut down our schools. Right. Yep. They're gonna they're gonna try to force this into everyone. And so there's there's an agenda here that's that's very sinister. And uh, I believe it ties in biblically. Um, I I did read your book, uh, The COVID Beast. Very good. Uh, there's definitely a tie in here. Yeah. With mm-hmm. uh, with where these shots are headed. You know, the simple gist of it is is that. It just it's not lost on me that when you get to the last minute of human history satan's plan doesn't work if he can't get access to the temple right and it's just that simple and you know those of us that are doctors we understand this more level but anybody can understand that if you're somebody's child you have their dna all of god's children have their dna right Mm -hmm. and you can see now of course we will bring that up i know but you know you can see that this is the start of this genetic narrative to really change our dna and so again that's kind of a precursor if you will but you can see how far they really got with it so uh one of my next questions was and i know that you were doing a lot of talking about you know some of what was going on with the airline pilots because you're of course they're a subculture of our society what were you seeing happen right away in that subculture with respect to covid some of the symptoms and the vaccines and their responses um, well, it, it was it was control that I was seeing. Um, they, they just they just wanted to be able to control this whole narrative, and so I I, was, I didn't want to have any part of that control. I, I I'm 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 a person who values my freedom, and you know they were saying things like, well, it's it's just a mask. No, yeah. it's not just a mask. Yep. It's, it's something that you're putting on your body that is affecting your health directly. Yep. Yep. And I'm, I'm just not going to do it. And, you know, I, I was surprised at how people fell for this. There's no doubt. I, the gullibility of, of I, especially I, Americans. I, 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 I couldn't believe it. I just absolutely couldn't believe it. You know, I... <sighs> The, the first day that they that they mandated these masks in Florida, it was actually the day before they mandated the masks. I called the sheriff's office and I said, I am not going to wear a mask ever. So if you see me on the street or trying to walk into a business, are you going to arrest me? And they said, absolutely not. We are not going to do that. And so I went to Home Depot, and I tried to get into the Home Depot store, Mm -hmm. and they literally would not let me in the door without a mask. Costco was the same way. Yeah, and so I said, well, call the cops. And they did. And the police officer showed up, and I said, are you going to arrest me? He said, no. I said, well, I want to go in the store. He said, well, you can't. Wow. Right. Well, they, and they, their argument was because it was it was a private corporation, they can make their own rules and so forth. Right. But where they were instituting these mask mandates and 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 in in uh, government buildings and so forth, there really wasn't any. Uh, it was just a, an executive order. Right. These were not laws, and they, that's why the cops said they can't arrest you because they're not laws. They're exactly right. And it's and, not and, a law. and so and it was such a farce. I mean, yeah. and and the whole thing is like you said. You know, people were. You know, how many times do you see people touching the mask? Well, it, see, that's the thing. You know, I mean, and we we can start diving into the science right now. Sure. You know, the the virus particle is not a living thing. Right. Okay. Right. It's, it's just a package of genetic material. That's right. all it is. It's extremely mm-hmm. small, but it does get uh, lumped together with uh, spit, 
and other mm -hmm. things that are flying around in the atmosphere, dust particles, anything that's basically uh, 2.5 microns or smaller, it'll, it'll glomp onto. And mm -hmm. a lot of them do uh, glomp on in uh, not just one particle, but many, many of these particles. And so they do get stuck in the mask. That mm -hmm. is absolutely true. The mask will collect some of these particles. But as Dr. Dennis just mentioned, every single time you touch that mask or pop the mask, and I see people doing this all the time. All the time. You are aerosolizing the virus particle now. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't travel six feet. It basically becomes weightless. Right. And it can travel for miles. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it can actually stay floating in a room for hours and hours and hours. And so that's the particle that gets through and around the mask. Mm -hmm. And those are the particles that can get deep into the lung tissue because they're so tiny. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that are problematic. Well, you know, I will say this about Dr. Dennis. I'm not sure we made it a week without him sending me some article about why we don't need to wear a mask. And, of course, then we had one of the, and, of course, in our office, I mean, it was literally shut down. I will tell you that we had to pay $8,000 because somebody reported us, right? And then this was one of my staff members that actually had a doctor's note saying she's not able to wear a mask. Yeah. You know, I have her social distance at the front desk right and and this is what we went through and of course they dismissed it all but again this is kind of what happened to us and you know for me it was like wearing a hijab you know you're this is clearly not working you know this virus is 800 times too small to be filtered by that the canadian exactly. nurses association won the same thing on the same argument mm -hmm. that they couldn't force them to take these you know vaccines for flu they couldn't force them to wear these masks because there's clearly no protection here Right. No one can imagine that, right. Right. you know, and so this is, again, difficult to understand how this got to be so viral and you couldn't even have your business open. Well, see, and this is a thing that I'm trying, trying to get people to see. We can never, ever let this happen again. I mean, let, let's look at the facts right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. What country had the least problems with this COVID? It exactly. Was, it was Africa. Amen. It was Africa. Mm -hmm. Those people did not mask up. They did not social distance. Right. They did not try to sterilize everything in sight with antiseptics and antibiotics. Yeah. Okay? And they didn't fall off the face of the earth. They didn't have, no. you know, billions of people dropping dead from COVID. So... All and they also, other, the other interesting thing there, too, is that they also take, they have uh, available to them ivermectin. That's true. Um, they, because of the malaria, right? Exactly. They were taking ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, which mm -hmm. have been shown to have uh, prophylactic effects on uh, this particular virus. Yes. And it does so in a number of ways. The virus, in order for it to get into your body, it's got to uh, attach to what are called ACE2 receptors. And mm -hmm. so... Some of these uh, uh, pharmaceuticals that have been uh, approved for years and are fairly safe, not, not very many side effects at all, but they have been shown to actually stop the ability of the virus to attach to the ACE2 receptor. And mm -hmm. another thing that they found is it stops uh, the ability of the virus to be replicated or copied right. inside of the cell. And that's another thing that I want to talk about right now. And you touched on this er earlier, uh, Kevin, where you mentioned about uh, our bodies in communication with God. That's right. And chiropractors have always used the terms universal intelligence yep. and innate intelligence. And yep. so the intelligence that's within us is called the innate intelligence that we were born with. Mm -hmm. And it truly is in constant communication with universal intelligence Amen. which is the mind of god yep mm -hmm. and so these virus particles that are not alive they could actually be a messaging system that universal intelligence is using to keep our bodies updated so that we can adapt that's right to the environmental changes mm -hmm. that we 
mm-hmm. ourselves created. And we are constantly creating problems for ourselves. We put fluoride in our water. We put chlorine in our water. We put uh, particulate matter into the atmosphere. And now we're doing something that I know the human body has never experienced before. And that are these 5G radiation towers that are popping up all over the place. Our bodies have never experienced that before. And so... In order to counteract that, and in order for us to survive as a species, we have to have the ability in our body to make new proteins. Mm -hmm. Because proteins are what our body is made of. And proteins are what direct the cellular functions that happen within our bodies. And so we are not made of DNA. We're made of proteins. And the message to make the proteins is in that DNA. Yep. And so when, when you were born and, and your body, even before you were born, when your body is building and it's making new cells, it does that through the DNA. Mm-hmm. The DNA is actually inside of the nucleus of the cell. And what happens is that DNA, which is a double helix, pulls apart into uh, single strands. And mm-hmm. then there is something that's called uh, messenger RNA that's made out of the single strand. And that messenger RNA is what carries the message to make a protein. Yep. Okay, so that messenger RNA... So now, don't kill the messenger is what right, you're saying. That message... That, yeah, don't kill it. That, that message is going to leave the nucleus of the cell Okay, there's the message there to make a protein. And so it came out of the nucleus of your cell, and it's not going to change. It's going to make the protein that it was designed to make. And so if there needs to be a new protein made, Mm -hmm. that message can be in viruses Hmm. because they also contain what are called nucleotides Mm -hmm. they're just packages of genetic information that's all they are and so our bodies actually have the intelligence and the ability to take the messages that are in virus and i'm talking about natural viruses now that Mm -hmm. that come from other animals from other plants and we're communicating with those and there could be information in there that our bodies can use to build and make new proteins yeah so what i was going to say is a lot of people aren't aware of this again we, we look at the body especially medical doctors is it's always going to it's always breaking down right but again chiropractors aren't focused on disease because no. why healthy people get over things you said there are how many viruses yeah <laughs> you know millions millions and millions that we're being millions. subjected to all the time right always. so why are we getting one versus the other well the question is Okay, we go back to the terrain theory. I was just right? going right. to say. And was that Dr. Kaufman? He's the first guy I remember talking about that. Yeah, Dr. Andy Kaufman yes. and uh, Tom Cowan also. Yes, both yeah, but doctors. it goes back before the, before there, though. I mean, yeah. the terrain theory it goes, goes back, way back with the germ theory and the terrain theory. Goes so when do you guys tell us about the terrain theory? <laughs> well, the terrain theory is basically uh, recognizing that... Uh, Uh, bacteria and germs or whatever are part of a disease process but they're basically there as a cleanup squad they're they're the clean up the toxic mess that happens after a person becomes sick it doesn't have anything to do with the illness or creating the illness and there's definitely some truth to that because we all know that that we have 380 trillion various viruses that are in us and on us at all times and our bodies live in harmony with these things and it's the same with bacteria we have about 40 trillion bacteria inside of us that we're in harmony with and we're Mm -hmm. living with them all the time and you know people can understand that because we're all taking probiotics right we're now understanding that these things can actually help us right so why can't this idea be a little bigger than what we're typically thinking of Mm mm-hmm and so and along the same lines, the problem is if, if, you, if you swabbed everybody's throat uh, within a few you know, hundred yards of where you are, 99% of those people are going to have streptococcus bacteria in their throat, but they're not showing any signs of having strep throat. That's right. 
But the medical profession says what? Streptococcus bacteria is the cause. Right. What's well, yeah. not the cause? No, it's not. The cause is always the inability of the body to deal with these bacteria and viruses that are always around us. So when that breaks down, that ability to come in harmony with these things, when that breaks down, that's when people get sick. Right. That's when people start to display symptoms. And so we as chiropractors, what we want to do is keep people healthy, right? We want to show people how to keep their immune system strong right. so they right. don't and get strength sick in the first terrain. place. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's really the whole idea that there was a higher intelligence. That intelligence made your body, right? And that ultimately that intelligence is also in your body. And you just it's just simple that if God's an intelligent being and he puts you in this you know ever-changing world, the idea of adaptability is something that he'd have to build in. Right. And once you start to get this concept of stop you know treating your symptoms and worry about being healthy and you can see how this approach would have really helped us because we have people that had zero percent risk of dying i mean they were more likely to be if they were kids more likely to be struck by lightning if you're you know under 50 you could have been in that category of a pedestrian or a bicyclist you see and so but why why were some people well it gets down to what's going on with their body where are they at in that health cycle and that's how i think some of these things did help people get over this quicker but ultimately why aren't we focusing on being healthy well we 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 don't and when you look at what they did with this whole everything they did with covid was was antiquated i mean it's totally terrible but it was all going off of the germ theory right it's funny i just googled you know germ versus terrain theory it goes back to 1800s remember louis pasteur was the germ theory Right. It was it was Claude Bernard who was the terrain theory guy. It's always Claude's fault. We all know that. <laughs> no, but Claude Bernard said that he he's the one that said no. It's not the germ that's causing the disease. It it's it's the suffering terrain. Right. So everything they did to attack this virus, for isolation, the mask, the uh, indoors, and all this other stuff, caused the terrain to become weakened. Correct. And it caused the spread of the disease also yeah so um we're in a situation where and that's what you know what we didn't stop working I no mean, I, I went to work i didn't wear a mask not one day a, not I one mean, hour nothing. did we close you our know office. i mean it, it it was because our chiropractic philosophy was like like you said universal intelligence innate intelligence it was about strengthening what do we say we get you get dis-ease isn't that what palmer yep. said yep dis-ease was when the innate was being blocked and that's why we adjust people, right? Right. So we wanted to open up the channels for the innate to, to function, right? So we know that it's changed a little bit scientifically from that initial point of view. However, we do know that the adjustments do affect the immune system. Absolutely. There have been numerous studies that have showed the effect on T cells and so forth. Yeah. So, I mean, what we're dealing with now with, with uh, what Fauci directed and what they i mean the whole medical side of it look and they're they all part of it because they, they came out and they were like they all shut down and and no one worked it's like are you kidding me yeah. show me the science there was no and what first of all when they said the science right there is no the in front of science so this is a good question i got to hear kevin speak on natural immunity and of course we don't have that hour <laughs> but, so i'm like but we have to ask Kevin, okay, Kevin, why should we trust natural immunity? Well, you know, this, this, gets, this gets interesting because the word immunity to me means that you're not going to get the illness. Right. Okay. So there are two levels of immunity. One is protection of infection so that you will not get the illness. And the other level of immunity is called adaptive immunity. Mm. Adaptive immunity. That means you are going to get the illness Mm. and you're going to adapt to it. Okay? Mm -hmm. Which means you could actually be better for it. Right. And so this is the immunity that the shots are all directed at. Yes. The shots that people are getting that are called vaccines 
and I'm talking about all of them, the childhood shots, the flu shots, the COVID shot, all of them, mm-hmm. they have one goal in mind, one goal, and that is to create an antibody. Mm-hmm. That antibody is called a serum antibody, meaning mm-hmm. that it's always on the inside of you. It is there to react to an infection. It cannot prevent an infection, mm-hmm. and it cannot stop the spread of an infection. It cannot stop the virus from getting inside of you. So it's only there to react to the infection. And whatever antigen or that, that infection that's, is. That's right. So what they're trying to do, and, and Fauci has been wrapped around this axle, and he's still wrapped around this axle, is you've got to have antibodies or you don't have any protection. That's so, such that a lie. is an absolute lie mm-hmm. because the true protection of infection is cellular that's right it has nothing to do with antibodies whatsoever mm-hmm. and so i describe it as as a fence mm-hmm. it's called the epithelial barrier it's a self-repairing fence that separates the inside of your body from the outside of your body mm-hmm. and so in order for you to get sick from an organism that's associated with disease symptoms. That organism, that virus, that bacteria or whatever has got to get through that epithelial barrier, okay? Mm. That's the only way that that you're gonna get sick. And so what protects you from that? Cells, they're called sentinel cells that guard that epithelial barrier. They have fancy names, but they're fascinating cells. Some of them are called natural killer cells, mm. and some of them are called... Like Dr. Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> a natural killer. Uh, you know, the natural killer cells are, are fascinating because they don't really care what the virus is. The natural killer cell actually has the ability to look at cells that make up that epithelial fence that we're talking about. They can actually examine those cells, and they know if there's a virus inside of those cells. Mm. They know that. Mm -hmm. And when they see that, they don't go after the virus. They destroy the cell itself. Mm -hmm. And when they destroy the cell, that destroys the virus or viruses right along with it. Mm. And then a new cell is replaced, and that's uh, that's why I call it a self-repairing fence. Mm-hmm. And so the key to this whole thing is, as we've mentioned, the virus is not alive. It has no intelligence. It, it doesn't have the ability nor the desire to attack you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the ability to go into the cell. The cell is actually accepting the virus and allowing the virus to come in. Mm. Now, this is where it gets really philosophical and heavy because there may be some genetic information inside of that virus, as we've talked about, that your body might need Mm -hmm. to make a new protein so that you can change cellular function to adapt to the environmental changes that we ourselves have created. This is very philosophical and very deep. I understand that. But the key is the, the virus is not copying itself. Right. It doesn't have the ability to do that. The intelligence within your body and in your cells that's communicating with universal intelligence has the ability to copy that virus. Mm. It doesn't have to copy the virus, but it can. Mm. If the virus needs to spread through the population. It can literally learn is what you're telling us. Right. And so if the body decides that we need, we need to copy this virus, we need to make more copies of the virus, then it will do that. Mm-hmm. There are special enzymes in your cells that are called APOBEC enzymes. That's spelled A-P-O-B-E-C. And this is just new. Scientists have just learned this over the past few years, very few years. And they're learning about how these APOBEC enzymes can actually direct the mutations that are happening in viruses Hmm. right we've all heard about viruses are mutating Mm -hmm. they are mutating but it's not the virus that's mutating itself it doesn't have the intelligence to do that right it's the apobec enzymes in our bodies communicating with innate intelligence communicating with universal intelligence communicating with 
and with exosomes. And we could talk about exosomes later. Don't but, get him going on exosomes. But they're okay. they're kind of like they're kind of like virus particles. It yes. is also communicating with the central nervous system, mm -hmm. which chiropractors are so mm -hmm. involved yes. with. We want to make sure that there's good nerve communication through all cells of the body. Mm -hmm. It's communicating with the endocrine system. Mm -hmm. And so it's known now that there are about 280 different communication processes that have to happen in order for those ApoBec enzymes in your cells communicating with universal intelligence to decide whether or not to make copies of the virus or just take that virus apart and try to make a new protein. Now, let me tell you, I did get a chance to actually hear uh, Kevin <laughs> when he did this. And, you know, there's no way to walk out of there. When you hear the complexity, and I know you, you were probably skimming the surface, oh, but yeah. you can see, you know, there's a lot of names we're not processing here. But, oh, my goodness, has God put something inside of us that is just astonishing, we, right? Exactly. And, and why it, would you trust these scientists to do something that you know your your god has put something inside mm -hmm. it's such an elaborate process mm -hmm. to deal with with these things that are already in the world and i'll tell you how elaborate it is because the second cell that we want to talk about are what are called activated t-cells and mm -hmm. they are called cytotoxic T-cells or killer T-cells. They're a little bit different than the natural killer cell. We call those dentist cells, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so these, these cells have learning and memory. Mm. Yep. And they are yep. so, so important because they can actually determine if you've come across a similar virus before. Mm. And if it was even similar, then they make the decision whether or not to uh, destroy that, that, uh, that virus and the cell containing the virus right away or allow that virus to go ahead and replicate, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So the intelligence in those T cells is very, very critical because it's the T cell that actually trains and communicates with the B cell that makes the antibody. That's right. And it has to be a very specific very uh perfect antibody that the the intelligence within your body is going to make and it takes a couple of weeks to make a good antibody like right. that it, take, right. it takes a long time and so that communication is very very critical and so what we've done with this ridiculous idea of sticking something in the body to create an antibody which is only there as the backup plan. It's only there to react to an infection. What we are doing is destroying that cellular barrier, mm -hmm. the one that is most important. Right. We are putting so many of these antigens, which Dennis called them, and they are. Mm -hmm. We're putting these antigens, which are foreign proteins, in the form of a shot into the body. We're putting billions of them in there. And the the B cells that are supposed to communicate with T cells, they see so many of these things that mm -hmm. they start cranking out what are called suboptimal antibodies mm -hmm. right away. It's an overreaction of the immune system, basically. So they're creating a crappy antibody that can actually start to block proteins that are normally in your body. And that's called autoimmune disease. When, right. you're, when your body starts attacking itself, that's autoimmunity. That, right. it, that is not a good thing. And so these shots that we're doing, they're actually creating mm -hmm. autoimmune conditions. It's going to be worse than that. Okay? And, and we can see that. We can clearly see that because how many kids have these autoimmune conditions now? Already. That, I mean... Most of the kids have some kind of an autoimmune issue or an allergy, oh, which is which is an autoimmune uh, reaction. Uh, these kids are having these problems that years ago, when I was a kid, we didn't have that. We didn't see that. No, 
No, we drank out of the dirty hoses. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> Somebody said you didn't like peanut butter. You put twice as much peanut butter on there. Yeah. <laughs> like like George Collins said, we went swimming in the Hudson River. We were immune. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody everybody should watch that that uh, George Carlin video. It's yeah. got a few colorful words in it, but yeah. it is absolutely true. Yeah. He you was have, awake. He was y- awake. Yeah. You've you've got you've got to constantly don't forget the sunscreen one. You know that was a great monologue <laughs> you did too. Yeah. But but you got you got to have the ability of your body to constantly uh, be trained. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you looked at all the stuff that we've talked about so far about you know host the the innate immune, the the adaptive immune system, and how they've short circuited it with with vaccines. Right. And you look at um, not only that, it's also the adjuvants like aluminum. Right. Oh my gosh, which which is neurotoxic, formaldehyde, or um, thimerosal. All these additives they put in these childhood vaccines that also cause problems. Yeah, and um, yeah, exactly right, Dennis. That's a that's an excellent point. And the reason is because they are they are weakening mm-hmm. or attenuating the yes. virus particle, mm-hmm. and so it's so weak that your body wouldn't normally do anything with it unless you put something else along with it that says, hey, immune system, I just put something in you. You need to look at this. And mm-hmm. so what do they put in? The things you just mentioned that mm-hmm. are highly toxic, yep. aluminum, mercury. All of these things cross the blood-brain barrier, mm-hmm. and they can build up in a child and become toxic. Now, they've tied... Uh, some of these shots to the development of autism mm-hmm. in children and also Alzheimer's in older people. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. Ma- they're making that connection now. So the big question is, well, why doesn't everybody, why don't all these kids that get the shot end up with autism? Why doesn't every older person that gets these flu shots every year end up with Alzheimer's? The answer is because certain people have the metabolic capability to eliminate those toxins quickly mm-hmm. some people don't have that ability that's right. right and so the people that don't have that ability are the ones that are going to end up in serious problems mm-hmm. especially these these babies that are being injected with this crap now i got to talk about something right now that is absolutely critical for everyone to understand when you get one of these shots when you put one of these shots into your baby or into your child you have absolutely no idea how many particles are in that shot. That's right. They don't. They don't have a standardization even. There's no way that you can know. In fact, I just looked at this the other day. There's a shot that's called uh, Rotatec that's put into kids to supposedly prevent diarrhea. Okay? Oh, my gosh. And when you look into the contents of this vaccine it is a live virus it's the rotavirus it's a live virus okay mm-hmm. anytime you see live virus you should run away because they're actually injecting you with the thing that's associated with the disease process okay mm. that's right all right so it says right in the literature and i encourage everyone if you're thinking about putting a shot into your child please download what's called the vaccine package insert and read it mm-hmm. and in there it will tell you what's in the shot and in this rototech shot it says that the contents of this vaccine so-called vaccine can vary mm-hmm. 58 times holy smoke 58 times kevin so somebody could get 58 times the dose of what they're supposed to get exactly wow and what's going to happen to them they're probably going to end up with diarrhea, number one, because that's what the particle in there is supposed to cause and prevent. It's supposed mm. to cause and prevent diarrhea. Well, every dose that we get in medicine is a certain, you know, milligrams of a certain ingredient. Can you imagine what we're doing here to our children that are literally unsuspecting? Yeah, no, they are. Such they are. backward thinking. It is backward thinking. And like we talked about, the whole philosophy of it doesn't make any sense because you're trying to build an antibody which can only react to an infection, never, ever prevent it. Well, it's like we, we talk about the chiropractic philosophy, above, down, inside, out, right? I mean, that was our yep. philosophy, right? But medicine is, is from outside in. 
Medicine does everything from the outside in. That's why there's antibiotics. That's why, you know, it's surgery. That's why everything that they, all their procedures that they do. We're in chiropractic. We were about removing the interference or allowing the body to be in a state of, of natural that's, harmony, right, with, that's with right. the environment. That's right. And we always use the term, and I'm sure both of you will remember this, above, down, inside, out. Absolutely. And that's really that connection that we have to our Father, that, you know, we were made for this world, that this body is his temple. And, you know, just look around you. There is more intelligence every day in what you see in the in our human bodies and everything that God created. It's it's really hard to even say that technology's even scratched, you know, the distance. Nobody can remake the human eye. I mean, look, I, mean, I might have to get a joint replacement one day, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll probably do that. But, yeah. you know, that's about the only thing I'd be thinking about, you yeah. know, letting go of, you know, so... Um, so we're going to do another episode here, but I just wanted to wrap a few things up. First of all, what I re- there's so many words that just jumped out at me. Like you were talking about when you you have natural immunity, that we have these 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 mechanisms inside of us that are intelligent. Uh, they're clearly communicating with each other. That's they're right. making intelligent decisions about whether this virus is bad or whether I need it. Maybe I need to remember this one. Exactly, right? and you start to realize here that it's it's this innate intelligence. It's what God put inside your body that decides, you know, what to do here. Now, if you're struggling with this, I want you to think about this. When they say whatever doesn't kill us, what makes us stronger? Makes us stronger. Why does Dr. Dennis and I? Why do we go work out? Well, because you have to what change and challenge it. You got to break it down before your what? Your body grows. And you start to think back, you know, in the naturopathic chiropractic idea, you know, one of my instructors, he was a Jewish atheist um, nutritionist. That's where I got my degree in nutrition. And um, he absolutely went into great depth. I mean, it was an awesome presentation about how natural immunity is actually developed by the childhood diseases. And he recommended yeah. that whenever you find somebody that's got XYZ, you should send your kids over there right away. Right. That was his response. And you start to look at that, all those kids that had that and did that, that was their immune system developing. That was their immune system being changed and challenged. And what did it do? It learned. Right. right? You sure. see what I'm saying? Sure. And so you start to see how this is a, a philosophy that does make sense. Everything Kevin is saying are things that we use all the time to really help us to make good decisions that, again, mm-hmm. some things that are difficult. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm in that, I got the teenagers, and so, you know, I have to really sit down and fight, you know, with them sometimes. And sometimes you just can't let them off the hook, right? You have right. to make them, you know, pay the piper. But the other deeper thing here is that we are saying this. The reason why we are saying that this is the still or the calm. And we, we still call that the still before the calm. I'm sorry, the still <laughs> before the storm. The still before the storm is because we had Dr. Kevin still wagon yeah. here. And we're saying that this is not the end of it. And there's not mm-hmm. one person out there, whether it's Gates, Walensky, Fauci, Biden, Klaus Schwab, everybody is saying there is another pandemic that is coming. And that's a hundred percent call here. And so when I think about this, you read your Bible, and prophetically, there's two passages in the Bible, Luke 2, verse 11, and it says, There will be earthquakes, and in various places famines and pestilences, and there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. Revelation 6, 8 says, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and its rider's name with death, and Hades followed him. And they were given authority over fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with famine and with pestilence. So this pestilence idea is the idea of a pandemic. If you were a Christian, we were specifically told to look out for pandemics and pestilences. We were specifically told that a cause would come in this world and we would be looking for this cause. We should be suspicious of anyone that's trying to paint a narrative that that demands access to our bodies. And so we're gonna be able to hear from uh, Dr. Kevin uh, in our next episode 
talking about why did he write that book? Why was the vaccine narrative troubling to him? And you'll see that there's going to be a lot of stuff that kind of comes together. Dr. Dennis, did you have one more thing you wanted to say? Well, I think when we continue um, into our next episode, I think we need to get into what are some avenues that they could possibly generate another pandemic. That's right. We can do that because you're here, Doc. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm, I have a lot to say on that because uh, I believe the next one could be man-made. And yeah. we're, we're going to talk about that. Well, and we can even, you know, we've talked about snake venom privately. We've, you know, we're, we, we're big believers that this was man-made. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. and if you read your Bible, it's very clear that Satan is actually behind this cause that comes in the world. And we use the, the National Intelligence Committee's briefing on that. And you know it's it's nonsensical at, at a certain point so um so i think we'll you'll see so thanks doc for coming and we know we're doing another one so uh we can't wait to hear the rest right. of it and i just have to say that was the least that dr dennis said on any episode <laughs> wow well I'm, I'm going to chime in a little bit more that's okay. right you just take it from here but uh so and and i see why my alex says well you know there's going to be three really large brains up there and she says maybe i should go get my nails i mean my lashes done <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you're wondering where she's at today she's got a big episode or a big uh, event she's doing this weekend so so god bless each one of you guys and uh, we'll just be back and we'll be talking more about what's happening in the world and how we need to be able to trust god you cannot trust your government you cannot trust your doctors you cannot trust what's on television you need to trust in the lord that's what this is all about when you start to look at the intelligence and what god did when he made your body you need to trust in him because this is the way to life and this intelligence that he's given us is what allows us to deal with all the terrain there is out there Focus on him, focus on your health, and most importantly, keep your access to your body limited because it is the temple of the Holy Spirit. God bless each one of you. Hi, everyone. This is Alex, and Dr. Dennis is going to tell you all the science behind what I'm about to tell you, and Kevin might be able to too. I'm not. I'm just going to tell you my own personal experience with using ProTandem. So, My hair, because of my thyroid, has not grown in years. But I thought, you know, I'm just going to get serious about taking ProTandem, the Trisynergizer, all three, and see how it goes for a few weeks. And my hair growth was noticeable, not just to me, but to Kevin and also to uh, one of my beauty gurus. She noticed that my hair is growing back stronger and it's growing back faster. My hair hasn't grown in years. I mean, as a woman... That's not what you want, right? So I'm so happy to have my hair growing again. I'm not making this up. I wouldn't tell you something that I didn't really believe in, and I believe in this. Also, I have a great story about my dog. Kevin ran over our dog, broke his hip, poor baby. I had to throw him under the bus here. And um, that dog, because of that, has some osteoarthritis in that hip. And every now and then, it's noticeable. He'll start limping and not stepping on that leg. And I thought, you know what? I have some pet tandem in the cabinet. Let me just try giving it to him because I'd had it for a little bit and didn't give it to him. So I gave him, um, according to his weight, two of the pro tandem tablets. And the next day, normally he'd be like that for a week or two, you know, even with some other supplements. But the next day after taking the pro tandem, he's been using that leg and he has not been doing that since. It's kind of amazing. So I highly recommend it. And we'll have a link for it in case you want to check it out for yourself on the show notes. Thanks, you guys. Thank you to our loyal subscribers and listeners. We really appreciate you guys. And we want to let you know about SupernaturalJunkies.com. If you sign up for the newsletter there, you'll be the first to know about anything that's happening with us, any events we might be doing, and also Kevin's book, The COVID Beast, is out now and available on Kindle. You can get that on our website and the audible version, as well as the soft cover book should be out in a few weeks from now. Signing up for that newsletter will get you in the loop to be the first to hear about it. We're also going to be coming out with supernaturaljunkies.com gear with that cute cartoon logo, because some of you have been asking about that. We're going to have it on mugs, t-shirts, and hoodies, as well as stickers and magnets. If you want in on that, like I said, sign up for that newsletter. 
Also, if you love our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could write us a review on any of the platforms you listen on or share this with anyone you think might be interested. I know we harp on it all the time, but that's because that review helps us get found. It helps boost us on the algorithm. And that's why we're always asking. So, because we don't have a lot of reviews right now. So that would mean the world to us. Once again, we appreciate you guys. So grateful for you. Thank you and have a blessed week. Thank mm-hmm. you.